Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. Welcome back to the Modern Coach Podcast. I am here for another bonus episode. Lucky you guys, because you get to speak to one of my most favorite people, most favorite coaches on the interwebs. Her name is Jewel, and I will let Jewel introduce herself because Jewel has the coolest story you have ever heard. So Jewel, who are you? What do you do? Who do you help? No pressure, right? I'm the coolest. No. <laughs> so hello, my name is Jewel Sieber. I am a coach. I work with uh, female entrepreneurs, service-based business entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck or overwhelmed and aren't basically aren't doing the things they know they need to do uh, in order to get clients and make money. Love it. Have fun doing it. Yeah. Have fun doing it. <laughs> Love that. Oh, yeah. Yes. So Jewel works with our people, basically, and every everyone and anyone who is basically listening to this podcast. I think that summarizes <laughs> the, you know, the, the people perfectly. And I think when we met, Jewel was actually, fun fact, one of the first people to ever go through the case study version of the Soulmate Client Accelerator, um, which I think you were like one of the first three that enrolled in that program. It was awesome. And it was, yeah, it was really fun, wasn't it? Um <laughs> But yeah, when I was creating the program, I'm just always so flawed to have like the OG people in in the circle. And I think it's a sign of like, if you want to investigate a coach, find out whether (laughs) she or he still speaks to the people that they work with. (laughs) What's that relationship like? I think that's a good test of time. The jewel is like one of the OG SCAs. And I think that when we met and why it's such a privilege to have you on the podcast now when we met, you were sort of seeing a few people. You were sort of coaching different people of all different sort of, I was I want to say shape and, shapes and sizes in terms of niches, right? Not in terms of what they look like, mm-hmm. but there was such a variety of different people. And I remember us having that conversation and I just loved your story. I, this is the coolest person. Like I, I don't have that much street cred. And I was just so excited to be working with someone who's so versatile and had such a cool like career before coaching that I just knew I had to help you figure out like your message and who you were and who you were going to help. So I guess take us back to what is it that you do in your non-coachy life? Yeah. So thank you. That's so sweet too, by the way. Um, In my non-coachy life, so I have a nine to five right now. I work on a military base helping units do their exercises. Um, And I'm also in the reserves. Uh, Before I was uh, active duty, an active duty army officer for 14 years. And I've been in the reserves for six. Yes, six. So those are my, and I'm a mom, of course. I'm surprised like my daughter isn't up here right now because she knows when we're on a call. <laughs> she does know when we're on a call. Like she that, knows. That little monkey has a sixth sense. I love her. <laughs> Me too. But she has a video game right now, so. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're, we're safe for like the next 10 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. 
Well, let's say we're safe. Okay, we should probably give people the people the context. So at all our, all of our coaching calls, your daughter would be like on your head in room. <laughs> and I, you know, like I love children. I obviously used to work with kids a lot. That was my first career was helping uh, kids get into high end schools around the world. So my, the game would be like, how for how long could we distract her with different activities? And it would be like, hey, like Alisa would really love a card from you right now. And I think one of our last like ever coaching calls, she'd made me like this Christmas like mural. It was the most adorable thing ever. I still have it in my client love folder, by the way. Oh, that's so sweet. It was like a picture of you and Christmas trees. Yeah, it was, <laughs> right? And she was like, here, here are the animals that we have. It was so adorable. Oh, I love that memory. But I think it's also a testament to the fact that like, you can have you can have a busy life and you can still pursue the things that you know you want to pursue in that what I think a lot of people get embarrassed about particularly moms who have a full life and kids who have a full of personality and they you know the kids don't want to sit in a kitchen with the you know glass of milk and cookies they want to be involved right and the thing that I've always loved and admired about you is that you are not only are you super patient but you're like building this coaching business you have an active military career that you know excites you and is growing every time I've speak to you. You're like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and also your top priority is always going to be her, and you know the amount of time that you get to spend with her. And I think that's such a kick-ass thing for you to do. But I, so I guess the question here is, how and why did you start coaching, and was there anything around having kids and family that sort of made you pursue that path? Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, and the the answer is it had like everything to do with how I got started because I got started as a total fluke. Um, you know, I left active duty, didn't have a plan. Also, do not recommend that. Don't leave your job without a plan. <laughs> <laughs> but the timing was right. I mean, I, I wanted, I wanted to leave. So I would have um, more time with her. Like I literally decided at the moment she was born that that's what I was going to do. Um, but I didn't know what I wanted and I kind of fell into it. Um, I tried a lot of things. I failed at a lot of things. Girl, I had, I had a, um, an online kitchen store. Do you know how much I know how to cook? <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God. Eggs. laughs> what was I doing? I don't know. It just seemed like fun, but I failed miserably. I did, I did so many things and like sucked horribly at them. Sorry, I shouldn't say sucked. Um, but okay, good. Um, so you know, I was going to this. Um, I decided to go to this uh, training thing. It was with Jack Canfield, and you know, he was teaching the success principles, and I'm like, oh, meditation, goal setting. Um, you know, I have no idea what I'm going to do with this, but if I learn it, I can like be a better mom and teach my daughter these things because I wish I had known this growing up. And then I got there and realized, oh gosh, I really love coaching. Let's pursue this. So it was, my daughter was like the, the trigger that got me to this point for trying something new that I realized was really what I wanted to do. And that it tied in nicely with what I had been doing because, you know, well, I think most careers, you know, if you're in a leadership role, you're always coaching, mentoring, you know, stuff like that. So it just kind of worked out, but I didn't have to wear a uniform to do it <laughs> or shoes. 
Yeah, that's so true. And I think, you know, I think that's a testament to also like taking that scary leap because I would imagine building a military career, it's you're like in it for the long haul. Like you had this long, fruitful career over here. You have your baby, you decide to pursue something else still in the same sort of vein while also exploring these other tools. Like that is a big commitment. And I think in this space, we don't talk about that. Like we build these big careers not because, I mean, sometimes we build them because our parents told us, you know, you should be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, or serve or, you know, do the other things. But also when you're in it, like you build connections, you build teams, you build people, you enjoy the people that you spend time with. And I think sometimes we forget that this other life that we have doesn't doesn't take away from who you are as a coach. It only adds to it. Like you're a better coach because you have coached <laughs> so many people in your literal military duty you know <laughs> and I think that's that's a really kick-ass and that's how I knew I was like Jules like the perfect case study for this program because <laughs> you know I already knew that you were going to have all of those hallmarks and I didn't even need to see you coach anyone to know that you're going to be freaking kick-ass also you're like the nicest human being I've ever met by Aww, the way thanks. you should meet my mom <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the, the, the question there is how does it feel then to have this long career, have this fruitful job that is sometimes joyous, I would imagine, and still pursue coaching and pursue this next challenge in your life? Like, is there any bittersweetness to it? Are you like, no, do you know what? I'm done with this. Like, what does that feel like? All of the above. Like, it feels like everything. And I'd be you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's so easy. You know, you just need healthy boundaries and focus on one thing at a time. Like, right. Like that's it. That's total crap. Like it, it's hard. It's hard a lot of times, but you know, um, it's a skill I've definitely had to work on. It can feel overwhelming a lot. Uh, but at the same time, it's rewarding. And I think I have to be very intentional for, um, what I say yes to. And I think I'm not always that great at it. I think sometimes, you know, saying yes to things, maybe you feel a, a obligation to, or, you know, there are just certain things where it can be really stressful, but at the same time, the things are rewarding too. And having, having a timeline, like having a good plan for, you know, okay, I want to do this until this point. And in order to do that, I need to focus time here. You know, it's, but it, it, it feels, it feels good and difficult at the same time. I love that. I love the candle there because again, I think it's a, it's a bittersweet situation to be in. You know, I knew, I wasn't a fan of tutoring, so it was a really easy situation for me. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. But I think with you, it's different. And with so many other women who are coach, it's 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 a very similar experience to that. So, I mean, when you when we met, right, what what made you say yes to working together? What was the thing that you were trying to achieve? Yeah, I wanted to leave my nine to five. I mean, I still do. But, you know, not because I don't like it. Uh, but at the time, you know, I think at the time, I didn't have any active clients right then. And in talking to you, I was like, well, she clearly knows what's going on. And you, you like, cause we talked, um, cause we were in that mastermind 
And we talked and I was like, oh my gosh, you're brilliant. You're brilliant at the marketing. You're brilliant at like everything I was horrible at. And I, I remember our first call, like one-on-one, I was sitting in my cubicle. It was during lunch. <laughs> I'm like basically that. whispering. <laughs> I'm like, I want to leave my job. Aren't you going to go? Aren't you going to go to Burger King or something? Like, you know, <laughs> and I just wanted, because look, I had taken a billion and seven courses, right? Like uh, Facebook ads, this, do this, do that, you know, but I think for me, what I wanted was the one-on-one help. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I said, I work with entrepreneurs. It's very easy. It was very easy for me to like see people and like, oh yeah, well, this is what you're doing. This is how you help. But I couldn't articulate that for myself at all. And you were like, oh, this is easy. This is what you're doing. Ha ha. And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, ha ha. <laughs> so easy, you know, but it wasn't easy for me. So you know, that's, that's what I really uh, appreciated about what you were doing. And I mean, even that first call, you were able to like, help me see so much. And I'm very grateful for you, by the way. I think you're wonderful. Thank you so much. I think you're wonderful too. And I'm grateful for you as well. Because I know that, you know, I think it, it's interesting hearing that back in that it is, I mean, for me, it is easy to just see things. And this is why in all of my programs, there is an element of coaching or a little bit of me in them, in that I just really think that sometimes you need that personal help. And I've also invested in, in a shit ton of programs that were like just digital. And don't get me wrong, I love watching them as I'm doing the dishes or as I'm, you know, whatever, decluttering my house. But it's not the same as like having a human in front of you, hearing your words, yes. feeling your energy and being able to like, put you know dot the i's across the t's almost so to speak and I feel like that's what I'm good at in terms of messaging is seeing what people aren't seeing because you know it's that frustrating thing that people say to you and you're like well if I knew how to do that I would do it myself but it's the it's the seeing the things that is right in front of you but you can't see it yourself and I think every single one of us has that blind spot whether it's with your messaging or with whatever your fitness or any other of your life there is always an area where you're like, I wish I could just see it. And I think with messaging for nine times out of 10, I can just see it. And I think that's what you're referring to is like being able yeah. to get on that call and like listen to someone talk about sort of the type of person and then be able to then articulate that back to them. I think that's that's a superpower that I think a lot of a lot of people have myself included. And so I'm really glad to hear that that was what like really resonated with you. And that's what sort of set you up. So service providers helping the people. I remember when we first met, it was a very vague niche. It was like, I help some people do some tapping. And I was like, oh, I've heard of this tapping thing. <laughs> I, uh, what, what is this thing? And you were like, well, when I get anxious, what do you do? Do you remember this conversation? Do you remember? Yes. Yes. I did it right before this interview. <laughs> Love it. I know. I, I did this. I do this. <laughs> and for the people who are listening to us on the podcast, what Jewel is doing is tapping on the side of my hand. And what I'm doing is tapping on my collarbones. Because as many people will know, I love tapping. And actually, my obsession with tapping started because the universe kept bringing me things that what to do with tapping, you included. I was like, mm-hmm. just got this client who does this thing called tapping. And I've just been following this woman who talks about tapping and there's this YouTube video and it just kept following me around. And I feel like you were one of those people that really introduced me to this 
medium and made me love it and made me go and like, you know, whatever, get certified in it and go and do masterminds and things and actually introduce it to my programs, which never was a thing before. Now, like SDA has a whole tapping vault and it has a whole like section around like sales calls and around objections and whatever. And we tap all of that stuff out. What is your experience using tapping, helping your clients? What's been oh, a blessing and what's been a curse? Ooh, ooh, a blessing and a curse. That's a good question. Okay, so the blessing is um, it works. It works for the things. And like we were talking about before, I call it the money mindset, but I don't even know if you call it, if it's really the money mindset, but the blessing is it helps people to get get over those mental blocks are keeping them from doing the things they want to do. Like for me, I used to hide in my tech, you know, don't have a sales conversation. Just, just redo, redo my email, you know, redo my website, redo the thing, keep redoing because then I'm always working, but I'm not like doing and tapping. I found has helped people. So well, my clients so much to not be afraid to niche because, you know, I've, that's part of it, right? Like being afraid, not being afraid to do the things they want to do, to stop spinning in that frantic type energy of I have so much. So it just, I think it helps streamline the process for people. And the curse is that it can be hard to remember to do. And you have to be, it's kind of counterintuitive too, to a lot of the, the work in the self, self-help world which I think is crap, how everyone says, oh, just be high vibe, just you can affirm your way out of it. Well, not necessarily, you mm-hmm. know? So there is some some digging if you want to get down to the root of it and feeling uncomfortable feelings and, you know, being comfortable in the uncomfortable. But I mean, some people don't want to do that. And some folks, it takes a while to like be okay with that. So I guess that would be the, the curse is that it can be, can be a little unnerving sometimes, but it's so worth it. And I think the a great test for that is like, which camp are you in? Are you like looking? Cause I think some t- people like look too deep. And I, I always say this, you know, one of my favorite sayings is you do not have a money mindset problem. I will die on that hill. Don't get me wrong. Do I think we all have money mindset, you know, issues behind whatever? Like there are skeletons in all of our closets for sure. However, I think that like the whole money mindset world is uh, capitalizing on people's inaction and justifying mm-hmm. it through some hidden, deep-seated problems that don't actually exist there. As in, it's not, you know, going to have a sales conversation obviously is scary. Don't get me wrong. It is scary. However, that the fact that you don't want to do it doesn't mean that you have a money mindset problem. It just means that the action of asking for the sale is scary <laughs> and we are programmed to not want to do scary things. That doesn't mean that you need to like sit there for weeks and deep dig deep and think about the first time that your mom or dad didn't buy you the thing that you really wanted. And, you know, you need to like light the money candle and do the thing. So I think for me, the blessing for sure has been uncovering and getting rid of like the glunk I always think of tapping as one of those tools that is like 
a car wash, you know, like your car, you're sexy, you're beautiful, you run so smooth, but sometimes the car gets clogged with dirt and shit and coffee cups and everything else. And I think tapping is that thing that like, it's like going through the best like luxe car wash that ever existed. Like when you're in the car wash going through the conveyor belt, it's like hot and stuffy and uncomfortable. But like, as you come out on the other side of it, you're like, oh, smells like coconuts I have this new like fresh diffuser my you know my windows are glistening and I feel so good like that's how I feel about tapping is that not that you are fundamentally broken and need fixing it's that you are mm-hmm. a wholesome already and that you just need you know to sort out your polish and get rid of yeah. the punk. so for me that's a thing you know I'm sorry mm-hmm. no, no. and what no, you- I, I love what you said it's not going to take away that that fear it's not going to take it away. You're still going to have the the emotions. You're just going to be able to function while having the emotions. Exactly. Like a well-polished car. Like a well-polished <laughs> car. Like a, a genuine, yeah. And I think that, you know, with, with the tapping specifically as a medium, what, whatever it is that you use as a coach or a practitioner or whoever it is that you are, like we all have these tools that are in our toolbox, the question then becomes is how effectively you are helping your clients use them, number one. And number two, how effective are you at using them on yourself? Because like I can be a great tapping practitioner and I can help you solve any problem. Like I can, t- you know, you have a fear of flying. All right, let's sit down. I'll get help you get rid of that. But if you're not using it actively on yourself and practicing what you preach, then you're not an integrity and guess what? Then there is a real deep-seated problem there, right? That is goes beyond whatever money mindset. So I guess the question for you is, how are you with keeping within your integrity? And how, what's that been like? Because I think that's one of the things that when we are trying to quit the nine to five or we're trying to start something new, like integrity is one of the biggest themes that I talk to people about, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Um, I realized at one point, like I was doing my own tapping, but then I was like, and doing group programs, I'm like, I need more. So what I do now is I work with a tapping coach Mm one-on-one and it's amazing. And then I make it, I schedule it in and I do like little reminders for myself and I've made it a shower habit too. So Yes, I love, conditioners in my I, hair. I love it. I love yes. it. I love tapping in the showers when we're doing things about. <laughs> right? Because like I would I was at the point because I was like going through the slump and I'm like, why do I feel so bad? And I'm like, oh, duh, I'm not doing it. And um then I was trying to schedule my day. And you know, I don't really want to do it while like my lotion's drying because I don't want it in my hair. So I was like, okay, how can we make it easy? So I've just gotten to working one-on-one with someone has made like the biggest difference but maintenance you know the daily maintenance and the little things like shower conditioner tapping has made a world of difference for me Love it. it doesn't have to be long yeah it doesn't that's true and I think that you know whatever it is the medium it's not even about tapping which by the way you should all try tapping like right right this very second in fact like go join my group there's a bunch of free tappings in there but <laughs> For, for me, whatever it is that you are preaching, you have to be in your integrity. Otherwise, how can you ever attract those people? And I think one of the things that worked with, with you is like, is the attraction piece. It's like, how do you become magnetic? What is the message? How do you not sound like every other coach out there, right? 
And I think the first step to that is always, are you actually practicing what you preach? Because if you're not, then you're automatically going to try and write content from this place of, oh, I'm doing it, but I'm actually secretly not doing it. And I feel like shit, you know? Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest like mistakes that I think I see people make is when they're trying to build something that is basically on a bed of lies. And the great news is that it doesn't have to be that way. You can decide right this very second, you know what, from this moment onwards, whatever the time is right now on the clock, I'm going to be in full integrity and I'm going to schedule it in and it's going to be great. You know what I remember as this conversation Mm. pops up? I remember your planner. And I remember like the little color-coded tabs that you used to do with the little post-its based on like homework, which I absolutely loved. (laughs) Tell us about your planning system. Like how are you managing having this? Because I know that being in military, right, is very different in that if you leave at a certain point, you might not have the benefits, right? The right. that you have worked so hard for, right? So I think that it's different to, I don't know, working in like, say, a library. And today you work in a library and tomorrow you're like, see ya, bye. I'm done. <laughs> um, so talk to us about that. And what's that been like? Yeah, it's been a lot of trial and error. So my planning process now, so I do, um, like, I'm a fan of digital and paper. Um, so I have like, my schedule and my meetings in my digital calendar because it pops up and gives me a ding, right? And I have blocks, blocks scheduled in there. Like, um, you know, what what I'm focused on, like am I focused on army stuff? Am I focused on um, business things? Is it call time? You know, like I have those. And then I have uh, a paper system with the post-its where I map out the my goals for the week or my not goals, um, tasks for the different projects. And then I put them, you know, on the days that they need to happen or that I plan for them to happen. And during that chunk of time is when I work on it. And if I've overestimated, which I typically do, and it needs to adjust, then I can just adjust it, you know, but I have the time blocked out in my digital calendar and then my specific projects on the little post-its. So they're flexible. I love it. It works for me. It's what I enjoy. Yeah, I think, you know, like talking about productivity specifically, I think it's so important when you are managing so many different things and so many balls in your, you know, court that a traditional like, you know, five, what's the, what's that book? 5 a.m. like work club or whatever. When you like all of the productivity books that are written by men, basically, yes. I think should all be disregarded in the female coaching service provider space because they don't understand that you have to, you know, you have kids and you have a husband and you have all the things in your life that need managing. You can't just wake up at 5 a.m. and then everyone leaves you alone for four hours. That's just not how life works, unfortunately. For yeah. Us. So I, I think that's, that system is genius because you have the block set aside and then you move the post-it notes around depending on what it is that you've done, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't always work, right? Like I don't stick to the blocks. Like yesterday I had a block to, um, what was I doing? I was going to write up a sales page for something, right? And at that point, only I was like, hey, can we play Minecraft? I want to play Minecraft. I was like, let's play Minecraft. You know, but it's not, it was a, a conscious choice, you know, like this is what I would rather do right now. Cause why am I doing the sales page for more time with my daughter? Right. So why don't I take the more time now and I can adjust it someplace. 
And doing that without beating yourself up. I mean, there's a happy medium, right? Like if I play video games all day, I'm not going to get anything done. But, you know, coming up with that happy medium has worked for me and just being flexible and not like giving myself crap if I want to change the plan. Yeah. And I mean, what would you say to women who are currently giving themselves crap for changing the plan or for not taking, you know, their kid to the park or not playing Minecraft? Who are giving themselves crap for um, sticking to the plan or not sticking to the plan? Both. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you can be on both sides of the spectrum. You can either be like very focused and sacrifice that kid time in order to like do the thing. Like, for example, I've just missed out on doing like this Alice in Wonderland full day experience because when I sat down and calculated the time that it would take me to like get to my parents' house, prepare all the costumes, prepare all like the kiddies things and do the other stuff, I was like, this is going to be like four days of my life and for like three hours of fun kid time. Like I'd rather take a week off and do something else. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was a a thing that I had to tap through, right? To use that of being like, it's fine. I'm allowed to miss activities because I just took my little sis on like a 10 day holiday and we were together and we did a bunch of fun things. You know what I mean? Like balance. Yeah. There are two spectrums. Yeah. So first I would say, acknowledge that you're feeling like that and it's okay. Like I like to think of in terms of like giving yourself permission to feel. So, I mean, it's a normal feeling to beat yourself up. It's normal if you are a person living right now to have different priorities and different wants. And so number one, just let yourself feel it first because that'll let it come out and then recognize that you do have different priorities. You know, you do have competing demands. And I like to think of an analogy of like a meal, right? Having a balanced meal doesn't mean you have the same amount of pork chops as peas as potatoes and, um, I'm kind of hungry, but you know, it doesn't mean you have the same amount of everything. (laughs) It just means there's a good balance and you're doing things in a way that is the best for you and your life. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think about like, okay, is the thing I'm focused on right now taking me to where I want to be? Does it kind of suck that I'm not doing the other thing? Yeah. Okay, I can tap on that. I can I can do that. Yeah, it sucks. However, the long-term gain, the long-term benefit is this. And maybe the long-term benefit is working on your business or working on that sales page. And maybe you've been doing that a lot lately. And the long-term gain is building your relationships and, you know, taking a little breather for yourself. So kind of look at what's gonna get you the um best best movement forward in the long term and then being okay with it you know just saying okay um my needs are as important as everybody else's needs and I'm just going to honor my needs in this moment even if something else has to kind of take a back seat 100% I love that answer it's so profound you know I have um you know I, I've just had an interesting conversation that was an interesting one because and I think this is something that maybe you could speak to too I've been working with this mom and she just doesn't want to spend time with her kids. Like, she's just like, I just want to work all the time. That's all I want to do is I want to like, I'm so obsessed with this business. 
And I'm so obsessed with like learning all the things. And she came to me with a lot of guilt. And I mean, obviously we worked through it and I know how I helped her do that, but I'm wondering like, what's your take on that situation? Cause I feel like that might be something that you help your clients with too, in terms of like the balance and the commitments and, and being obsessed with the thing that you're doing, particularly if you're a service yeah. provider, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So ooh, this is good. let me think. So she's feeling guilty for not wanting to spend time with her kids. And yeah. I know it's different yeah. because I think both you and I connected so so much because like I want to just spend all my time with my sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'd be curious as to um, two things. What was coming up under the guilt? Like, was she thinking she was a bad mom for it, or and then what's the what's what's not the point, but kind of the point? You know, like what is she building her business for? Like, what does she want her business to give her and kind of understanding, helping her to understand what she wants out of both and what she wants her relationship with her kids to look like. And, you know, cause we can, we can build a lot of guilt off of other people's shoulds, you know, based off of what society tells us we should want, we should, should, should. And recognizing what you want versus what other people tell you you should want, I think is kind of the first step. And I'm, I, I'm very curious. I would, I not, I would be very curious, like, okay, where is this guilt coming from? Like, what are you basing this idea that you need to be a different kind of mom? Like, are your kids happy? Are they healthy? You know, even though you're not spending every moment with them, I'm sure she's spending quality time you know we always tend to exaggerate what we're not doing in our heads and yeah just kind of help her see like that's what I would do help her see what is really going on so true. and what she wants because I think you know that 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 specific situation can be applied to so many different scenarios not necessarily I don't want to spend time with my kids I want to like build this funnel right um, I think it can be applied to literally any situation in life. And you're so right in that we do build up these shoots in our head, like in our head, like, you know, don't shoot all over yourself is one of my favorite <laughs> expressions in, in life. Because I think it is true how you see yourself as a coach, as a mom, as a sister, as a, you know, a team leader, as a CEO or whatever it may be. We all have this list of invisible commandments that we've made up in our head. You know, mm -hmm. that isn't actually true. Like who says that you can't have a thriving military career and a coaching business that's thriving, right? Who says that you can't, you know, have healthy, happy children that perhaps right now are not your priority, right? Or vice versa. And I think that's a really interesting conversation in this space in general, in mm -hmm. that I think as people who are invested in our transformation, we're invested in, in learning to be better, to be more more everything more joyful more profitable more successful more wholesome more whatever I think that's an interesting conversation to have with yourself like what are the invisible contracts that you've created based on someone else's perception of how you should be in the world and I guess the question for you is what were some of those invisible contracts that you had with yourself before we started working together Oh God, I've had invisible contracts forever. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> number one, that you have to get it right the first time, right? Like I put so much 
pressure on myself to get everything perfect the first time, you know, defining the niche, defining my perfect offer, my perfect client, because if I don't get it right the first time, then my whole thing's going to fail. You know, like that has been my biggest invisible contract. And um, one I struggled with, especially at the beginning of building a business, like when I first started was, you know, I cannot be a good mom and business owner at the same time. And um, that would, that was a rough one for me because I was like, well, and it comes back to this whole topic. Like, well, if I spend time on this, then I'm not spending time with her. And if I'm spending time with her, then I'm not doing the things, you know? And it was like a complete all or nothing in my head, you know, like I'm not, I don't see myself as an all or nothing person, but like there was no gray, there was no gray area (laughs) or room for that here. So those two, I mean, that one I've gotten over, like that one's gone, but I still do struggle with the, with the perfectionist tendencies. Like I'll catch myself in it and I'm like, Oh, you're doing it. You're doing it. Time to stop. Okay. Let's, let's tap on that. Like just, just do it crappy, you know, just, just do it and see what happens. But I think a lot of my friends actually struggle with that too. Like, oh, it has to be right. I have to get it. Like it can't be messy. It needs to be perfect the first time. And that's impossible. It's an impossible standard. Mm-hmm. Nothing's perfect. That's so true. It's- you know, my favorite saying, B minus back is okay. Like if I could could trademark that, I probably would. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one in that perfectionism, I think, is an epidemic in its own right, particularly for our generation of women who are who have been raised in this incredible world of really fast change of, you know, like when we like when we grew up, there were no mobile phones. Like <laughs> draw. Like the our fun activity for the weekend wasn't Minecraft. It was like chalk. Yeah. Like I remember when my mom brought me chalk from like a different a different country or a trip or something. And it was like colored and it was the coolest thing ever. And I was like the coolest thing <laughs> on the block because this colored chalk came to me, you know? Yes. And I, and I think that's an interesting conversation to have too. Like the kids that we have in our vicinity they're living a very different life and I think but because I think there are so many different iterations of progress and it's been so fast moving for our generation of women that of course we're going to hold ourselves to an impossible standard because the things that didn't exist when we were children exist now and they're like a hundred times better like I have the new whatever iPhone I don't even know what number it is the new one, like the day that it came out, I was like, I have to have this like perfect iteration of the phone that works fine. Like why? You know, and I think it's those little life situations that pop up that make me question those perfectionist tendencies, even in the way that we're consuming things like content or things like the technology that we buy, you know? And I think it comes back to, well, how can you progress your business if you're forever stuck in this loop of, being obsessed with your tech, being obsessed with the tech stack, right? Being obsessed with what your mm-hmm. I don't know, cover image of your lead magnet looks like. Like, who gives a shit? I honestly, when I say to, to people like will email me and say, did you know that there was a spelling mistake in your workbook? Like, did you know that I don't give a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Which BT does, I have like two literature degrees and I'm a published author. Right? <laughs> like, 
I don't care. Like, can you read the content that is in that workbook? Yes or no? Is it life-changing? Well, I sure hope so. So like the fact that there's a spelling mistake in that isn't, like if you're the type of person who is genuinely upset by the fact that there's a spelling mistake in my workbook and that's the buying decision that's going to make you say, Alisa is not the right coach for me. No offense, babe, but I don't want you as a client. Mm-hmm. Like red flag alert. And like, why are we holding people to this impossible standard of everything being perfect, right? Like spelling, spelling mistake or, or no spelling mistake. Where is this animosity coming from? For a for an industry, which by the way, claims to be the most supportive, most you know value building, most inspirational industry ever because we all look at our money mindset problems to take it back to full circle, right? Yeah. <laughs> What are these things? What are these clicks that have made us the way that we are, right? I just find it fascinating how we all hold ourselves to such a high standard. And it's it seems to be the number one thing that holds people back. Yeah. Well, I think it can be it can be um a way to kind of procrastinate sometimes. Like if I am always preparing or always making it better then I don't have to put myself out there right I'm not failing if I'm working on it then I'm not failing and sometimes limbo can feel well well limbo is safer right limbo can feel safer because I'm not getting rejected in limbo I'm not messing up people I'm I'm not getting crickets Mm -hmm. so I think it's it's one of those spots where it's like the uncomfortable comfortable and it's just been ingrained so much that, you know, we have to get it right. And you know what else too? Like, this is something, I don't know if, um, if you've experienced this, but like tying the value of our business to like our own self-worth. So if, if, we're not perfect in this, then what does it say about me? You know? Oh my God. So <laughs> what kind a, of worms <laughs> What a kind of worms that conversation is. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. It's so interesting. I was I just came back from my party and I was talking to someone and I was saying to her that like she's a business friend. And I was saying to her, much like the conversation that I had with you before this interview, it was like, personally, my life has been like a bit of a hell walk this year. But professionally, it's been amazing, right? And it's like that contrast of, well, what does it say about you that like your life behind the scenes is this? And I think it's the same situation of, you know, there was this post that went viral a few months ago. And it was about like, if your coach has a messy bedroom, don't ever hire that coach because you don't know. I know, right? <laughs> I knew Don't that look outside my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like that, that was the that was exactly the reaction that I had as well. I was like laughing, and people and underneath people were like, "Yes, a hundred percent." Like if I could go and inspect my coach's house, like that would make my buying decision better. And I was like, "Oh my god, who are these insane like people?" I'm a Taipei personality, but don't, and don't get me wrong. I think there is like you. I have a beautiful chaos sometimes in my house, right? And I will own it. Like I'm a busy person. I have like 3,000 daily responsibilities. Who gives a shit if I have dishes in my sink? You know what I mean? Like, where is this, again, impossible standard that we're putting upon ourselves? And why are we self-internalizing the fact that we might have, you know, 
like the everything room or the everything closet, right? Why are we making that mean something about who we are as professionals? Like, I'm sure you, your credentials, of which there are many, right, make you an amazing person and human being. Who you are as a person makes you a great, you know, coach. Who you are in your coaching relationships makes you a good coach. The fact that you might have, you know, I don't know. A bad- my kid's stuff right here. <laughs> You're like, setting up. What is my that? My kid's stuff is right here. Your stuff is right there, right? <laughs> I know, and I have yeah, a room statue somewhere. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. I've got my uh, moisturizer here because I did my makeup two minutes before we came on school. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> it goes <laughs> I mean, all this to yeah. say is that I think it's an interesting conversation and a thought process for people to have in that, like, well, why are we saying that these invisible barriers, like, who actually gives a shit? what's around you and around your desk do you have like this is the core question that I want everyone to ask themselves is there something that you can show teach or help someone with that immediately qualifies you to help people the desire to yep how you do that whether it's through a certification or past life experience or through a book or through just being two steps ahead of someone is no one's business it's not and I think that that's that's a really poignant point that like why is it that we assign our value based on some bullshit story that we're telling ourselves you know like where is that coming from I don't know but it needs to stop well what was one thing or one element that helped you stop internalizing that that like perfectionistic tendencies the you know messy closet or whatever else it may be yeah Mm, you know the thing that made me stop is just being frustrated enough with not seeing my progress and being like what are you doing and just like taking a deep breath and tapping and doing things imperfectly then watching as the world didn't stop like I, I just decided, okay, do small, scary things, do imperfect things. And I started real small, right? And I just started doing things imperfectly. And I reminded myself like um, when I was in college, so at West Point, there's a saying, I'm sure a lot of colleges have this. It was like 3-0 and go, 3-0 and go. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to happen. And I remind myself that like three oh and go. So I think the more you do it, the more you you see that you don't die <laughs> when you when you mess up and you do something and oh what do you know? You actually get feedback and you can do better and you build off of that and seeing that you can make progress even in your failures, that makes it that's made it easier for me. Mm. So I do stuff messy a lot. Love it. Do it messy. Do it messy. Do it messy. The theme of today. <laughs> no, no, and I think actually it's just, that is partly a theme of the accelerator as well. Like I always want to encourage everyone I work with to just go and take action. And I feel like if there is, if there is one thing that I want everyone, whether they invest in a program with me, whether they listen to one episode, whether they just literally come up on an ad, I want everyone to like take that one step of whatever it is that's just popped up in your head 
that you've been procrastinating on that you've like watched a whole season of something on Netflix instead of doing that one thing like command your subconscious mind to start working on it now because your brain is so powerful and we don't even realize that our brains are like this magical freaking magical computer that we don't even know like the power of like command your brain right now to start working on that thing and then set a timer for like three minutes and go and do that thing like the first step is usually the hardest you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that three-minute thing works too. The mini habits. Yes. You don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Just three minutes. And then when that three minutes ends, you're going to want to do more too, but shh, don't tell. <laughs> I know. Oh, God, you can't give that away. Like you can't give that away to the people. <laughs> but it, it's true. It's like, it's the, you know, you can do anything for three minutes. And that's, mm-hmm. I think so many, so many of us make these things so much more difficult than they need to be. And it's actually not that hard. Like, what would you say was the hardest thing that I asked you to do? Mm-hmm. Gosh. Um, <laughs> this question. <laughs> God, yeah, it's really hard. Like either tell people, tell people what I was doing. That was pretty freaking scary. Um, <laughs> oh my god I remember that conversation I was like you have to tell people you're a coach and you were like what <laughs> no they'll just kind of know <laughs> no you got to tell people you're helping these people mm-hmm. but yeah um you know I think I did that um challenge when we were working together you know I did that um it was like a working mom's challenge or something I don't remember, but it was like, that was scary. Right. And it wasn't, I'd never done it before. And, um, like posting about it and sharing about it and, you know, doing the things to promote it. That was scary. And then it wasn't even like, I was like, Oh, but it's not going to be that good. You're like, so what? Tell people about it. I'm like, okay. And I was just like sweating doing it. And, um, it actually turned out to be really fun and we had fun on it. And people like said, Hey, thanks for letting me know. I'm glad I came, you know? And I was like, wow, I wasn't even going to really mention it. I was just going to do it and be like, Oh, no one showed up. I guess I don't have to do it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. Love it. And did you die no. after doing the challenge? Was it, you know, I did not. Did the universe come and swallow you whole? No. I even got to keep my birthday. Uh, I wasn't grounded. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating how we make these things? Like, you, you know, for some people, seeing a message or like doing a challenge, going live, whatever, it's super easy, right? But I think the the beautiful thing that I, I love about you and like the work that you do in the world is that you meet people where they are. And I think it's a testament to the work that you've been doing on yourself and how coachable you are in all of these situations where like you have such great self-perception in, in saying to even saying to me about the challenge like you know if I don't promote it people then won't show up and then I don't have to do it again and I'm like but you want to do it again and like, damn it I do want to do it again and I think it's 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 the like catch 22 and and the doing the actual work on yourself to then see what are the gaps and then being able to say, do you know what? I actually need help with this. Like I need a program or I need a coach or I need a solution or I need a book or I need something to help me bridge this gap. And I think that's one of the, 
my favorite things about you and the best thing I think about you as a person is the, the ability that you have to see the gaps that you've got and being able to essentially come up with a team around you to help you through that. And I think that's a, a testament to your career, most likely from, you know, the background that you've had, of like doing everything as a team. But B, I think it's just who you are as a person, like wanting to help other people bridge those gaps. So I just love you. Yeah. Love you. Thank you. Well, I, think I you're... love you too. <laughs> okay. How can people, actually, I have one more question before, before okay. we go. I love I love this. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. I know. I'm like, we can talk about this for hours and hours. I have one more question. I've been trying to ask everyone I, I interview a fun question at the end that is like tailored to them. Okay. What has been one tool that you have recently discovered that you absolutely love? Because I know that you like invest, you're like me, you're like a serial investor and you love reading and you love all things education. So tell us what has been one like tool or thing or something that you've discovered recently that you absolutely love? Oh my gosh. This is a great question. Because, okay, I found this meditation. And if you look up um, Emily Fletcher online, she teaches Viva meditation and it's lazy meditation. And I have struggled with meditating. Like, it's one of those things like, oh, I know I should meditate, but. Ugh. <laughs> right? <It's laughs> like, I know. I, I'm also a yeah. terrible meditator, just so that everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to I, go to like movement yoga to meditate because I, I just can't sit there and do nothing. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all the thoughts and like, but so I, I took her course and I now meditate and I have thoughts while doing it and I'm not like losing my crap. I mean, not that I lose my crap on a regular, but you know, I feel um, like I combine that with a tapping, like tapping obviously helps, but I feel maybe not losing. It's not helping me not lose my, it's helping me have more energy. I should say, because yeah, I feel um, better rested throughout the day. And I've been doing it twice a day, which is insane. I have never, ever, ever done that in my life. You so, know, check out, I've been working with this woman called Jessica Snow and she does these visualizations that are like life changing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Really? Yes. Yeah. Jessica Snow is her name. I know what an amazing name. And I just, I love her to bits. She does these like, I don't know, hidden basement rooms, like forests. And I feel like I've discovered so much more about myself. And and I think like, but here's the thing. It's the, it's the discovering the tools and adding things to your toolbox all the time to like get to a point where you are happy and healthy and can balance all the things, right? Mm Because different things work for different people. Yeah. Yeah. And not taking 20 hours on a morning routine. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a whole other conversation, by the way. Oh like, my I, God. <laughs> I genuinely think that most people, what they should do is get up and write their content. Like fuck a morning yeah. routine. Go and write your content. Like do the 60 minute marketing method. Again, I will die on that hill as well. Like B minus work and the 60 minute marketing method. Do the 60 minute marketing method. Right. I'll be your hype man for that. Right. Hype woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it works because it does I'm like go and literally instead of like sitting there and journaling about all of the, don't get me wrong like I like journaling but I think sometimes we forget that any energy work that you do is draining you are literally working it's like working out at the gym if you go to the gym for like a five hour intense session you're gonna feel like crap for the rest of the day it's the same with tapping or meditation or any other energy work 
why are these people telling everyone else to do it first thing in the morning? Then you do whatever Reiki or healing or meditation or like tapping into past trauma. And then for the rest of the day, you're like a vegetable being like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't do anything. No freaking wonder. You've just done a bunch of push-ups in the metaphysical gym and you haven't replenished your body. You haven't like replenished your energy. Of course, you're going to feel like crap. Yeah. Now I do do, I do do, I do do, I do do. I do my... uh morning meditation first just because it's light and it's easy and I don't have to go in it's not like a visualization it's more of a yeah setting yeah and, and I, I do, do a light tab you know but I wouldn't dig in like I wouldn't do like a, a trauma healing tapping or anything like deep because no I wouldn't <laughs> do anything deep before being productive because then I'm just like but this is what I mean. It's I think yeah. this, this is the miscommunication. It's like tapping to have a great day is very different to tapping to unblock your money, whatever, your money blockage yeah. from your deep childhood. Like, I think that's, that, that's the thing that people don't tell you. It's okay. Obviously, we do want to have like a cadence to our mornings. And I think a nighttime routine is more important personally from like a working on your shit perspective than a morning routine because in the morning what you want to do is set yourself up for productivity so that you can do the things that will make you be successful in your life and business yes it's yes. not for discovering deep stuff like don't get me wrong I think it's important for you to work on yourself but I think there has to be a balance from mm -hmm. what is it that you're doing in the morning and is it filling up your cup so I was doing like breath work for a while I love breath work it's really fun I, but I like doing it when I'm on the beach doing it in my mm. house you don't like it I don't know I haven't found like a cadence to it but doing it on the beach in the morning like was like my favorite thing over the summer like it right. made me feel I don't know really like I'm flying right or like a good morning tapping really fun really really great and then content right <laughs> like that, that's yeah. that's the formula I think for for you specifically what does that morning setup look like yeah so I like to keep things as easy as brushing my teeth you know like that emotional <laughs> you know it feels good and it's necessary and it like gets me going so I wake up and then I do my um sorry do my meditation and then I get ready um I'll work on like depending on what time I wake up um either I'll do some exercise or I'll do a little something in my business then I make my daughter breakfast and lunch and do the morning chores. And then I'll shower, do my morning tapping and get her ready for school and me off to work. That's, that's my morning. Love it. But it's, it's, it's easy, but I like to have a little bit of space for the business before I go into the office and drain my brain on non-business stuff, you know? Yeah. I do, know, I do know what you mean there. And I think that's one of the things that I recommend to everyone who has a nine to five is do your business stuff before you go in. It makes your life so much easier. So, Jewel, what's your quitting date? When are we leaving the nine to five? Ooh, so oh, I'm a little scared to say this next summer. Okay. I love it. Yes. My goal date is 31 July. Ooh. I know. <laughs> I told my boss, so he already knows. Love it. <laughs> he laughs. He laughs. 
Yes, we'll see. I'm like, okay, we'll see. <laughs> but you're like, but, but I'm happening, right? Yeah. And how does it feel to have that end date? Scary and good. Um, the the big the biggest thing is good. Like in my gut, it says and then my brain is like, oh my God, but there's all these things and blah, 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 blah. And my gut's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in this instance, we're going to listen to our gut, right? <laughs> yeah, we're going to listen to the gut. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to mention or talk about before we wrap up? No, I appreciate you having me on here. This was fun. Thank you so much for having, for, for having, well, having time <laughs> and making time. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just so happy to see you again. Um, Same here. For making the time to do this with me and for sharing your just experience and wisdom with the rest of the team and the group. I appreciate you. I'm going to link all your socials and everything else in the show notes. So please go and check out Jewel. She is a literal Jewel as far as I'm concerned. And I can't wait to have you on the podcast next summer when you finally quit the nine to five. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Are you stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically? Good news. Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.